This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to another comics edition of the Animaniacast. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. This is the only podcast out there that is dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs. And of course, here we explore each episode one by one. We talk about all the cultural references and gags and things like that that we'd like to. And you know what? We also talk about Pinky and the Brain, Freakazoid, and Tiny Toons. But today, we're talking about another Animaniacs comic book. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. You want to wrestle? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> yes, today we are talking about a wrestling edition of, uh, of the Animaniacs, the Animaniacs comic book. We're also going to be talking about some uh, Animaniacs news about the reboot but uh, we also have some exclusive little tidbits that we've learned from secret sources. Ooh, Ooh. yes, that's right. And and uh, so we'll we'll talk about that a little in just a few minutes. But uh, before we get to the news, Nathan, tell tell us this is where issue what number sixteen of the Animaniacs comic book, right? Yeah, that's that sounds right. <laughs> All right, sixteen. Uh, issue number 16 of the comic book and you know for those of you who you know you don't have access to this comic book you know there there are ways to do it um you can do a little bit of searching online and you'll most likely find a scan of it pretty easily uh however it is available in online comic book retailers as well um However, if I were you I don't know if I would necessarily buy this comic book <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, if you were to summarize this uh, issue number 16 of Animaniacs, which, for the record, came out uh, with a cover date of August of 1996, if you were to summarize this in just a few words, what would you say, Nathan? Um, It's got wrestling and Pinky in the Brain. So if you like wrestling and Pinky in the Brain... Yeah, I would baby. say if you like if you like if you like if you like wrestling and you like monster trucks, then this issue is maybe for you. Maybe even with a little side of kiss as well. So yeah. this is like a very specific demographic that I am not a part of. But I do love Animaniacs. Yeah, I don't really fall into any of those spheres necessarily. No, but. no, no. But you know, but it's Animaniacs is involved, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Well. Speaking of Animaniacs, I think before we get into our little discussion of this comic, let's go ahead and talk about some Animaniacs reboot news. Okay, so Nathan and I uh, and Kelly, we all headed out to San Diego Mm -hmm. and we went to go see Animaniacs in concert just a few weeks ago, back in July. We have the whole thing or well, not the whole thing but uh segments of it recorded and, and so you can listen to yeah some highlight reels and stuff that you can listen to 
uh, on our you know podcast channel. So make sure you subscribe to to go back and listen to that episode just a few weeks ago. But we went in there, or at least I went in there, thinking they've got to give some news for the reboot, right? Right? They've got to do something, especially because it was happening right at the same time of San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. But San Diego Comic-Con came and went, and Animaniacs Live came and went, or Animaniacs in Concert, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) came and went, and... We did not hear word one about anything. No official announcements. No official announcements, nothing. And it was kind of frustrating because, you know, it's coming out in 2020. So we were kind of thinking like, gosh, when is Warner Brothers going to turn on the promotion for this show? Because I still have people online saying to us, there's a reboot of Animaniacs happening? And even some people there in the crowd, I think, were a little bit surprised when we went to the Animaniacs in concert that uh, there was a reboot happening. So we're going to go through the five things that we know about the Animaniacs reboot today. And who knows, you know, a day after this episode hits the air, you know, Warner Brothers might put out a big giant press release with animation samples and, and things like that for us all to look at. Maybe a nice trailer or something, but um, until that happens, <laughs> this is what we know. And some of these are a little bit of rumors, some of these are official statements, and some of these are little, you know, leaks that we've uh, been able to get from people that have actually been working on the show that have they've talked to us under strict anonymity. Yeah, against their NDAs. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> so can. we're not telling you who these people are that told us these things, but let's just say that the, these people know what they're talking about. So, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into the five things we know about the upcoming reboot. Number one is a premiere date. And uh, Hulu... Back in 2018, I think it was either in February or January. I think it was January of uh, 2018. uh, First announced that Animaniacs would be coming back on Hulu and for a two-season run. Very exciting news. And other than saying it was coming out in 2020, didn't really give any firm release date other than that. Mm -hmm. However, uh, Rob Paulson did say in a in an interview for the Boston Metro in 2018 that there would be 26 half-hour episodes, I'm assuming in the first season, maybe in both, which would kind of be a short season, but, you know, 13 each perhaps, but 26 episodes coming out, and he said the fall of 2020 in that interview. But we've since learned... Through some sources that it is actually, at least at this point, <laughs> scheduled to come out in the summer of 2020. So we won't have to wait quite as long for it. That's even sooner. Yeah, that's like two or three months. So, yay. And that's even sooner than, it, I mean, with that in mind, less than a year away from this yeah. recording. <laughs> so why the heck don't they have any anything other than a picture <laughs> at this point? And uh, and a few paragraphs. I don't understand. But uh, again, officially, they, not much. But uh, leak-wise, yeah, 
summer of 2020, not the fall. Well, fall the latest. We'll we'll see. Who knows? (laughs) Well, number two, and this is perhaps one of the 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 bigger things that we learned uh really kind of almost early on yeah early on like about a month later i would think about a month or so later that the show would have a new showrunner so number two is we know that there is a new showrunner and he is will leslie wild and nathan tell us where where would we have known this gentleman's work from what has he worked on in the past uh, family Guy. Uh, I think he was involved in the Ted movies in some sorts. Um, so, you know, a- along those lines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's been involved in Family Guy related projects, we'll just say. And, you know, that's that's fine. You know, that's, I, I guess, great. But uh, we were, uh, uh, you know, disappointed that, uh, of course, the creator of Animaniacs, and the original senior producer of Animaniacs, Tom Ruger, uh, had not come back to the series. He did express interest and uh, enthusiasm for the possibility of the show coming back, but uh, for reasons unknown to us, uh, he is not working on the show. Mm. So, uh, sources have told us, though, that because of Willesley Wilde's involvement that there is more of an edge to the show. And I believe our source said that, you know, well, that makes sense because we live in an edgier time these days. Um, and then it was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, I was, I, I thought about it, and I just thought, you know, Animaniacs, I would never consider Animaniacs an edgy series. You know, you look back at the mm. classic series, and educational, sure, a little innuendo sprinkled in here and there with a, you know, you know, a little double entendre wink to the audience is, is one thing. But edgier? I don't know. What, do you, what did you think when you heard that, Nathan? I don't know. I just hope it's not bad. <laughs> I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I we have no idea what really edgier means. It's just obviously that source's opinion. So we might look at the the new series and say, yeah, it's pretty much the same, you know. Or we might say, yeah, uh, that feels a lot different. So Hmm. we'll just have to wait and see what that means. Okay, number three is writing and composing. Well, even though Tom Ruger is not returning to this show as uh, showrunner, we do know that some uh, of the original writers and composers are coming back to the series. Uh, One of which, uh, one of our favorite writers, Paul Rugg, actually recently released on his Instagram account that he was actually asked to return. He actually had a few meetings. Oh, so he's coming back? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Got my hopes all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Paul Rugg... uh, he basically had a couple meetings with Warner Brothers and... But here's here's what I need to tell you. At the end of the day, I decided that um, I didn't want to be involved because I already did that 25 years ago. I was in at the ground floor. Uh, I helped... I helped give Yakka, Wakka, and Dot their first words, um, who they are as characters, what they're like. Uh, and I wrote a ton of... Of episodes, and I had a great time. 
but I also feel like everything I wanted to do with those characters, I did. Um, and so when I thought about being involved again, I almost felt like for me to be involved again would be uh, almost like self-parody, and there wouldn't be a lot of discovery. Um, and as most people will tell you, when I'm writing something that doesn't have any discovery or surprises in it for myself, I start feeling like a caged animal. Um, so it's important that new people, new writers, discover these characters and figure out who they are. Um, and here's the truth. Uh, if Freakazoid hadn't come along, um, I probably would have left Animaniacs uh, after having written so many of them. Um, and, and, that's, and that's the truth. So, here's what I want you to know. I hope that the new Animaniacs reboot is phenomenally good. I will be watching like everyone else, but for me personally, I would rather be a spectator on this one than a participant. Um, yeah. Now, if you want to talk about Freakazoid, we could, yeah. I think Tom Ruger, Tom Ruger has said on many occasions that we've talked to him that it was Paul Rugg that really he thinks understood the Warners the most out of any of the writers. So, yeah, it was a disappointment that he uh, decided not to uh, come back for the show to write for it. He uh, did ha add, however, that um, if Warner Brothers ever wanted to, uh, I don't know, do a, a Freakazoid reboot, that uh, he'd be he'd be definitely willing to, to listen and, and see what's going on with that, however. Which, yes, please. Yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we definitely need a, a Freakazoid reboot, especially only two seasons, and everything is so superhero crazy right now. It seems yeah. like the the environment is perfect for a superhero parody show. We need Freakazette. Yes, we need a Freakazette story. <laughs> exactly. Well, we do know one other very important figure for Animaniacs is returning, and that is... Mr. Randy Rogel. And Randy, what did he do, Nathan, for the series? Uh, he was a composer. Uh, he wrote mini songs for, uh, you know, uh, like the nation's... Whoa, Yakko's World, that's what it's called. Yeah, Yakko's World. Um, and That's his first big one. Yeah. That's, that's how he got the job. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get the job. You write something like Yakko's World, you're definitely going to get a job. Uh, so, yes, he's he's written many of the, you know, some of the most popular songs for Animaniacs. Not all of them. <laughs> some people get that a little confused. Mm -hmm. He he most certainly did not write all of the songs in Animaniacs, but he did write quite a few. And so he'll be I would returning. say like at least half. <laughs> yeah, I, I would right? say it's definitely percentage-wise, it's got to be at least half. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there are some songs that uh, he did not write, and uh, which are fabulous. So... Anyway, Randy's coming back. He, of course, has been... He's kept his relationship with Warner Brothers uh, really strong because he and Rob Paulson have been, of course, touring uh, for the past few years with Animaniacs in concert. So really not a huge surprise that he would be coming back for the series. Uh, you know, and he's actually... I think they they talked about it on the, the show... Um, that he's he's already written about two or three songs for the new series, so we can look forward to hearing those next year, and mm -hmm. some of them have already been previewed in Animaniacs in Concert, 
Most likely, yes. Yeah, <laughs> they said it. They said it. In fact, we uh, oh, okay. uh, it's on our. Yeah, they said it. <laughs> they said this one is gonna. Should this one be on the reboot? And everyone said yes. And they said, okay, let, we'll do it then. Well, um, there you go. <laughs> so, Randy is back, which is fantastic. And speaking of music, you have to have great orchestration. Steven Spielberg realized this early on with things like Tiny Toon Adventures, and he wanted it to be a lot like the old Looney Tune cartoons. So, um, full orchestra is coming back, and Steve and Julie Bernstein are back as composers. And because they, along with the late, great Richard Stone, brought a lot of uh, the original music to the show. There's also a couple new songwriters as well, and I'm not really familiar with these two, but this is uh, Roddy Hart and Tommy Riley, both announced on Twitter a few months ago that they would also be writing songs together for the upcoming Animaniacs reboot. So, uh, Roddy Hart just said, so bloody happy. He's from the UK. <laughs> I should say this was a, with a British accent. So bloody happy, Chim Chimaru. To share, very perfect, very perfect, perfect British accent. <laughs> to share the news that Tommy Riley and I are working on a new project, writing songs for the reboot of Steven Spielberg's legendary Animaniacs. Can't wait to let you hear what we've been cooking up with an amazing team airing 2020 on Hulu via Warner Brothers. There we go. So. I didn't really know anything about these guys other than their Twitter uh, bio says songwriter, BBC music presenter, and uh, hmm. Tommy Ryler, Tommy Riley, I should say. Uh, apparently, they worked together on a film called uh, Anna and the Apocalypse, and they did music for that movie, which, um, yeah, they did the score for that, so... Other than that, I don't really know much about them other than they did that. So that'll be interesting to have some uh, younger composers in there as well, writing sure. songs and stuff. So, again, I, I, I seriously doubt that they're writing kind of apocalyptic music, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting some folks from the UK uh, involved in this series as well. Well, number four... We got some more exclusive information here. It comes down to characters. Now, Hulu had already announced that Yakko, Wacko, and Dot would be coming back, along with Pinky and the Brain. And they, in fact, said that they'd be back in every episode. Which, that's, that's good. I mean, Pinky and the Brain, in every episode, they're traditionally one of the, the you know best segments of Animaniacs, at least on the original show. But we didn't hear anything about the side characters. Good Feathers, Slappy Squirrel, and so on. Mindy and Buttons. Mindy and Buttons. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't have to come back. They can, they can yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> However, we have learned through our sources that are close to the production that other characters such as the Good Feathers and you know things like that will not be returning. Uh, not even as cameos, which... Ooh, that hurt um, when I heard that because, yeah, I I know they said just Yakko, Wacko, and Dot and Pinky in the brain, but come on, put Pesto and Squit and Bobby in the at least in the background, you know, have Squit 
have a line or two in an episode. Just that'll make the fans happy. Uh, but no, not even his cameos. And it looks like even fan favorite characters such as Slappy Squirrel may not be returning as well. Uh, the closest confirmation of this is uh, about a year ago, we interviewed Sherry Stoner, who of course voiced Slappy Squirrel, the original series. And when we happened to talk to uh, Slappy in that uh, that episode, she mentioned that no one's been calling her. Slappy, you got it. what's what's coming up for you? Anything? Any big plans? You got? Uh, uh, what are you doing? Uh, dinner. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over to the, the the IHOP and have some flapjacks. You know, get over there early for the you know for the special. And um, other than that, I these days I like to sit at the sit and stare at the phone waiting for it to ring because nobody's calling me. Nobody. <laughs> I just sit here. So Joey, Joey, and crew, get the word out. Slappy needs some phone calls. We'll get, uh, the, you know. we'll get that going. Yeah, we need we need to see Slappy back on television. I yeah, think in twenty twenty, right? Just, in yeah. twenty twenty, Slappy in twenty twenty. Let's make the shirts now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds tasty. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to start that uh, Slappy in twenty twenty uh, hashtag right there. If you search on Slappy in 2020 on Twitter, you're going to find some great artwork from some artists who definitely agree with us that Slappy needs to return for the reboot. I think, and again, I, I, I hope I'm not right on this, but I have a suspicion that if Slappy does return, she might be voiced by Tress McNeil. But again, that is a, un, I'm going to call it at this point an unfounded suspicion. And if it does end up being true in a year uh, I'll tell you the reason why I think that but not until <laughs> not until it happens or doesn't happen anyway we, the big news however is what Nathan what have we found out about characters on Animaniacs um, maybe some new characters yes e? interesting mm. <laughs> Which, okay, sure, new characters are coming to the series. Uh, we don't know if these characters are going to have their own segments, kind of like Rita and Runt and stuff like that, but new Animaniacs to uh, to be on the show. We also know that there's going to be new segments as well. And we've heard that they're kind of like good idea, bad idea, um, maybe there'll be, I don't know if the wheel of morality is coming back or not, but we did definitely hear that there is, there are segments that are similar to good idea, bad idea, but they're not called good idea, bad idea. <laughs> they're just <clears throat> similar. So I don't know if that means Mr. Skullhead is in them or not, or if it's maybe one of these new characters are in these, uh, new segments. So We'll just uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm, I'm I'm very curious as to what these new characters look like. I think that's a kind of a gamble whenever you're introducing new characters to a classic. Well, really, it is a classic series at this point to see whether or not they're going to be accepted by uh, the audience. So that mm-hmm. that perhaps is the biggest gamble um, that I think Warner Brothers is taking with this series. 
not sure if that was a good idea or not. What do you think, Nathan? Uh, I mean, I'll just have to see what they're like, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, number five, the fifth thing that we're asked about a lot is voice actors. And everyone asks, are the voice actors coming back? And honestly, the ch- chances of them coming back are very, 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 very high. And, and in fact, we get the real, we get a suspicion that they all really want to say that yes, they're involved and they've in fact heavily hinted at it mm-hmm. <laughs> both in Animaniacs in concert and in online um, pictures and videos. For example, uh, back on December 5th of 2018, Maurice LaMarche took a picture of him and Tress and Jess and Rob all together and he said basically we can't tell you what we're working on we really want to but we can't we get in a lot of trouble something along those lines and of course everyone was going um hmm wonder what that could be <laughs> mm-hmm. so it and especially because rob paulson's right front and center holding it it really just looks like here's the cast of animaniacs recording something together we're really happy and excited but we can't tell you why we're happy and excited yeah we also have uh the voice actor who uh is probably lately most famous for voicing rocco on rocco's modern life carlos alzaraki i think i pronounced his last name correctly maybe i didn't i'm sorry carlos (laughs) if i didn't anyway he he uh posted something on instagram uh, on may 8th where he basically sat down, it shows him at the recording studio with Rob, Jess, and Tress McNeil all together. And if you listen carefully, Rob Paulson and Jess Harnell are doing the voices. You know, they sound a lot like Yakko and Wacko in the clip. So let's play that right here. Hey everybody! Uh, this is a dream come true. I won the lottery. Uh, I won the, the contest. I'm with uh, Tress McMurphy, yep. Rob Peterson, and yep. Jess Harwell, and we're recording a show. These guys are awesome. We love and I, I we love, love Tracy and, and Peter and Marmel. And uh, thanks. thanks, you guys. All right. Thank All right. you, Charlie. Okay, okay. what? Rob Paulson also, <laughs> to add more almost confirmation that they're involved, but yet... NDAs are keeping them from saying anything. Rob Paulson has a biography coming out. Many of you may be familiar with it. It's called Voice Lessons. It is an outstanding book. We've gotten copies of it, and uh, I've been able to... to, I've read mine (laughs) before going out to Animaniacs in concert, and I gotta tell you, folks, it is definitely worth a read. It is going to be a fantastic uh, book, and it's I, I talked to Rob Paulson before the show and said, there's going to be an, uh, an audio book, right? And he confirmed that there would be. So I can't wait even for the audio book because there's some great conversations that happen between him and his characters. And I, I just got to hear it. <laughs> I got to hear it live. <laughs> so that audio book uh, is going to be great. Get those Audible subscriptions now while you can. So the last chapter, there's actually an epilogue also, but the last big chapter is called Faith, Kindness, Passion, Humor, and Cheez-Its. There's nothing in this chapter 
<laughs> that we could see about that, however. Because instead, we get kind of a, a redacted conversation, I guess you could say. Yeah. Between Pinky and the Brain. So, for this, Nathan will be playing the part of Pinky, and I will be part of, playing the part of the Brain as best we can. <laughs> because... Oh, yeah, I'm spot on, so... Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we have no idea what this might have to do with Animaniacs, but my guess is uh, something in this chapter has something to do with the reboot. So, Nathan, take it away. Uh, Hey, Brain, is it just me, or does it look like the last chapter is missing from this book? Why, yes, Pinky, that does appear to be the case. Well, where did it go, then? It didn't just run off the page to get some food pellets. Pinky, that would be absolutely ridiculous. Well, gee, I hope this last chapter doesn't get hungry wherever it is. Do you think it's gone forever? Uh, No, Pinky. It's far more likely that this chapter contains confidential information that certain people of power do not want released to the public before publication. Egad, Brain. They do sound powerful. Maybe they're wizards. Don't be ridiculous, Pinky. Magic isn't real, only science. Therefore, I can only conclude that they have developed some device that has the ability to control knowledge. Imagine what I could do with that power. Well, I I guess I can't read the rest of the chapter now. So what are we going to do tonight, Brain? We must infiltrate the publishing company, obtain this powerful information controlling device, and try to take over the world! What? So <laughs> the last chapter is about taking over the world? With the reboot, maybe. I don't know. Honestly, this is know. a very... <laughs> so, we shall have to wait until the book is released on October 8th to see what was removed. Yeah, I think that might be... I hope we don't have to wait that long to see whether or not <laughs> Rob Paulson is involved with the new series. I mean, he's he's been going on and on, you know, kind of hinting at it uh, uh, of his involvement. But, of course, you know, non-disclosure agreements, they uh, they have a way of getting in the way of, you, you know, actors confirming whether or not they can be on. Mm-hmm. Act, voice actors especially can be replaced uh, relatively easily. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they can't say anything, but... I mean, we all know. We know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> so there it is. There, uh, There's the five things that we know about the Animaniacs reboot. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on all this. You can send them to us by sending them to Animaniacast at RetroZap.com or simply reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or even on Instagram. Uh, or hey... Our Discord server, which is, you can get a welcome link by going to discord.animaniacast.com and you can join the RetroZap Discord group and uh, talk to us about what you think about all this Animaniacs reboot news. Kids WB will be right back. Yup, after these messages. And we, we hope, hope that, that you'll be back too. Be back too. 
The kids of the 70s and 80s are all grown up, but the good times of childhood don't have to end. Our generation can share the fun and fandom of our youth with the next generation and bring the past into the future. And wrap it all up to make a fantastic present. Join Jedi Schwar and Shaz Bazaar every Monday morning to get your work week started by reminiscing about the past and exploring the future with your earbuds on Techno Retro Dads. So find us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, or on RetroZap.com. Part of the RetroZap Network. Steel, paper, plastic, aluminum, and glass. Remember to recycle. Don't toss it in your trash. The magazine you finish. The can of soup you strain. The pickle jar you empty. The carton of milk you drain. The newspaper you roll up. The soda can you smash. Remember to recycle. Don't toss it in the trash. Can be made from recycled plastic bottles. So, who wants lemonade? You can save a planet before our planet chokes. By recycling your trash, just like we recycle jokes. What do you think we make this stuff up? Well, let's go ahead and get into our comic book discussion finally. Issue number 16 of the comic book. And Nathan, before we do, why don't you describe to us what it, what is on this cover of this comic book? Oh, boy. Okay, so um, I hope you like wrestling. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got uh, Yakko uh, and Wacko and Dot. Uh, Wacko is on a... Uh, what are these clotheslines called? I don't know. <laughs> the wrestling ropes. The yeah, ring the ropes. ropes. He's on the ring ropes, of course, as we all know them to be called. Um, <laughs> he has some like weird makeup on. You know, like he looks kind of like uh, one of the members of Kiss. I guess would be Ooh, what he's going for. Probably. I guess. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, so it says. All about all out, all out title bout, and it's a uh, pulse pounding, fist flying, rip roaring action. Prepare to be blown away, and uh, we have what looks like Hulk Hogan and I guess uh, Mr. T, um, and yeah, we have you know so yeah, Wacko's like on the ropes, about to tackle them to jump off the ropes and get them, and uh, yeah, Yakko's right below him saying, "When are you gonna play rock and roll all night?" And uh, Dot's giving him a, a look of like, you're such an idiot. Yes. But, um, so, yeah. and then, of course, we're going to also feel the fury of 15 tons of monster truck mayhem. That'll be, mm-hmm. the, uh, that'll be the pinky in the brain part. But yeah, so, so right there, that's the, the cover pretty much sets up the first story uh, pretty well. Because um, it's going to be this joke. Uh the entire time so mm-hmm. let's get into it it's called wrestlemaniacs so wrestlemaniacs which is kind of like wrestlemania huh? mm-hmm. <laughs> the writers were dana Curtin and dan slot and the penciler was walter carzon the inker was kato letterer was john costanza and colorist was Joe Mignot. And basically in this issue, this story, uh, we have uh, these wrestlers 
They're all doing their thing. And into the convention hall comes Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. And they are ready for the KISS concert. They are dressed up in their KISS fatigues. They have apparently, <laughs> uh, you know, given uh, Gene Stan... What's his name? Gene... Oh gosh, who's the who's the head guy? This shows me how much of a Kiss fan I am. <laughs> Gene Simmons, that's the guy. Gene Simmons. They've apparently paid Gene a lot of money because they're wearing the platform shoes, and uh, Wacko is even sticking out his tongue a lot like Gene Simmons as well. Well, with that, we're about to get hit on the head, just like a wrestler. The joke, which is. They want the wrestlers to sing, and they can't understand why the wrestlers aren't singing. The wrestlers tell them, we're not singers, we're wrestlers. And they go, wrestlers? You mean like rustlers? You know, they think they're wrestlers, so they start putting cows through the whole place. And they go, no, 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 we're wrestlers. And I'm going to go through this story pretty quickly, because I'll be honest with you folks, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same joke over and over. And I'm not going to bore you with exactly what happens first, second, third, and fourth. I'm just going to basically tell you the the, the very, uh, I guess you could call them the highlights of this. So they have a few bouts with these wrestlers. The, the first one is a cute off, I believe is what they call it. And it should be noted that this is not the WWF. This is the WWWF. Worldwide Wrestling, I'm sorry, Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Uh, but as soon as they do the uh, dot cute off or whatever like that, mm-hmm. they uh, <clears throat> whoever was um, writing this actually put the WWF right there. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, whatever consistency. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of W's. You know, it's, it's just to... it's, a, it's enough W's. But the announcer says the announcer says in this. In, in the ugliest dimpled display ever seen in this roped ring of mayhem, Dot the Darling Damsel of Doom versus Pretty Boy in the WWF Cute Off. And that guy should have been fired because he got it wrong. It's not, no, whatever. Uh, so Dot has a cute off. And of course, she is the winner, as the announcer puts it. The, the uh, you know, cute, the cutie boy, whatever. He just uh, gets knocked out with her cuteness. Her weird cuteness, man. <laughs> Next up is Yakko and Wacko, and they wrestle the Hulk Hogan, uh, Mr. T-ish combo. The guy who's supposed to look, I guess, like Mr. T, so it's like the Rocky movies, right? Um, I guess. Yeah, that's the only connection. <laughs> he He's Good. very overweight, so I don't know. It, doesn't, it might not be Mr. T. No, but he, like... he kind of has a mohawk, so I'm like, I guess it's Mr. T, maybe. Anyway. They they want again they they wrestle them a little bit they twist Yakko and Wacko into knots like pretzel, pretzels and then Yakko and Wacko put them into balloon animal shapes. Uh, Yakko uh, eventually say, "Oh, they're giving him a half Nelson, a full Nelson," and then Yakko gives the two wrestlers a Ricky Nelson when he starts singing, "Well, hello, Mary Lou, goodbye, heart," and ha ha ha. They keep wanting them it's to good. sing. They wring them out to dry like laundry. They do all this stuff. They eventually start getting them to uh, wrestle each other. And the guy says they can't sing. They're 
It's not in our wrestling script. The announcer shows them their script that they're supposed to do this or that. So they give them new scripts and they have them try doing Hamlet or some sort of Shakespearean thing. They have them doing a, a, a Gone with the Wind parody. Uh, they have them doing, uh, finally, a, a, a 22nd Street or whatever that musical's called. 32nd Street? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's one of those streets. <laughs> they, they all do a little uh, one choking combination. Every little trick he makes. One massive devastation. Each groin pull that he fakes. That's good. <laughs> Uh, well, finally they go encore everyone loves it and at the end the last panel is them on the next day at the kiss concert and right. yeah. it never even says how if it is the next day it, I, you it, know it could you be know what? a year from there it, it, okay yeah here's the thing it actually <laughs> looks when you read the comic that all of a sudden they just start doing kiss because yeah. it doesn't say the next day or next week or whatever. Instead, Dot simply says, if you'd let me keep the tickets, I wouldn't have gotten the nights switched, boys. So whenever that night was switched, um, yeah. they we went back. We could assume it's one after the other, but like, you know, we don't know. We don't it's... know. They don't say. We don't say. Maybe they actually did get the wrestlers all to become but, yeah. KISS members, and or maybe they invited the KISS members in. We don't know. I don't care. Let's just talk about something else. But before, <laughs> we, before we do, Nathan, what did you think about this first story? Um, you know, I've re- watched some wrestling recently, and um, I still didn't really like this. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm... it's fine. Um, you know. I didn't like the whole concept of thinking it's a band, I guess. I don't know, but that was Yeah, not it's like great. kind of the Warners aren't that dumb. They just kind of just kept pushing it and I I just don't um yeah, it wasn't funny. And it just went on and on and on and on. It just I kept thinking like a lot of these comic books we've read have usually not just two stories. They usually have three. And that's kind of nice cuz it's tighter you know you get the story you get the jokes you get the concept and you move yeah, on you get the best because there was some funny parts that like them saying we're gonna meet your banker and they say steven and it's like ah oh, it's oh, steven spielberg that's not true i know it's tom ruger <laughs> tom tom that would have been even more obscure though but I, I i can't i can't you know blame them for not putting steven in there but uh or for putting steven i should say in there but whatever uh <laughs> Tom, Tom, and then the kid audience would go, "Who's Tom?" And then read the like, credits, kids. Explain. Yeah, and like <laughs> in the panel, they explain the joke for the audience. It'd be great. <laughs> That's what they want. Yeah, um, I found out who the pretty boy is. Yeah, who's so this pretty boy guy? It's it's a it's a young Shawn Michaels, most likely. Oh, because okay. he was a pretty wrestler. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I I I as a kid, my friends really liked wrestling. They really like the WWF. And I know a lot of our listeners really like wrestling as well. I mean, it has its own uh, big following. In a lot of ways, like at Comic-Cons now, they'll have like half the celebrities that go to a lot of these Comic-Cons are wrestlers. They're in a lot of ways sort of like a, we, we talked about last week about so, you know soap operas and superheroes and 
wrestlers are all kind of like they have these stories to them and so mm-hmm. in a way they you know they're they have the, they have a popularity people know these stories with these characters that these people have so yeah anyway yeah i mean it doesn't matter if it's like it's 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 contact uh it's real contact sport and but like it is planned out but like you know so is the marvel movies and so you know, like. yeah exactly so you know whatever it is it you know like for example i always tell kids at my school like oh why do you like star wars so much and i'll tell them why i like star wars and i say do you like star wars and i'll say no i say well what do you fake. Well, yeah <laughs> so well what do you like well i like football because of this and this like great that is your star wars then that is the thing that you like a lot you're passionate about and there's nothing wrong with liking wrestling or anything like that. It's just not my thing, you know? So, I'm, you know. You can only have so many things. Exactly. Know. I know. That's what I tell people who are like, you should watch Harry Potter. I'm like, no, I got Star Wars and Animaniacs. And there's there's only so much time I can invest my brain in having. <laughs> uh, anyway, there was that comic. And it's about the same uh, quality as perhaps Hulk Hogan's movie, No Holds Barred. So... Or maybe a little Mm. worse. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into our next and final comic of the day. And that is called The Mean Green Monster Brain Machine. The Mean Green Monster Brain Machine was written by Jesse Leone McCann. No relation to John McCann, by the way. Uh, pencils were by Walter Carzon, inks by Mike DiCarlo, letters by John Costanza, and colors by Joe Mignot. And Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in uh, the Mean Green Monster Brain Machine? Yay! So uh, we have a Pinky the Brain cartoon, and uh, Brain wants to try to take over the world, but Pinky's busy watching TV. He's actually just watching commercials, which he apparently likes. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Brain's idea this time is to uh, take $2 from every person's uh, bank account and put it into his Swiss bank account, making him the richest person in the world. Um, Which, I don't know if that would even be true nowadays. But uh, anyways... I will say, uh, that is actually the most... He he goes into whole explanation of taking money and making Swiss bank accounts and stuff, and I'm like, this is actually a plan that makes a little bit more sense than the typical mm-hmm. pinky in the brain point. Yeah. I was like, this isn't like we're going to stop the earth's rotation and everyone goes floating <laughs> yeah, into exactly. space, it's which like, I'm like wrong on so many levels. Um, <laughs> but in this case, it's just, or, <laughs> we are going to get a lot of money. <laughs> it's like, Oh, yeah. okay. I gotcha. <laughs> but yeah. So I was like, this makes, you know, it makes sense. But then he's like, okay, all we need though is a laser big enough to shoot uh, to all the satellites around the earth so that um, it can send the signal to my uh, Swiss bank account. And then, but um, he's like, we just have to figure out how to do it. And then, you know, Pinky is off watching the TV again. You know, I just, then Brain's getting upset. But then he hears on the TV, it's a monster truck uh, ad. And they say at the end, make sure you stay for the giant laser show with the world's largest laser or something. You know, like, dun, it's like dun, wait a dun. second. You know, um, we need a laser is what he's thinking. He's like, hey, Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? And, you know, Pinky doesn't say the same thing. He's thinking of something else. He's saying, uh, <laughs> thanks so, Brain, but if I put on two tutus, would I really be wearing a four by four? So that is like, a good joke. 
It's good. Good. If two, is if it? a ballerina wears two tutus, they are wearing a four by four. That's it's good. A, that's comedy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um. Anyways, his idea is to you know enter the monster truck rally. You know, if all he needs to do is get to the laser, you could also just buy a ticket for fifteen dollars. It's pretty cheap. <laughs> no, these are the uh, big laser. You you know you don't need these monster truck rallies. They have huge laser machines. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you can get into the thing with only $15, but his idea is to actually enter into the competition as the Monster Truck Rally contestants, and, you know, wouldn't you know it, there's a, a you know, an old tr- truck <laughs> in the backyard <laughs> of their lab. Um, yeah, just sitting. Are they in a jail cell? Like, I'm just looking, they're looking through the window. You know, the, 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 the Acme of- Labs gets moved around a lot, depending on the time and the place of the story. So in this case, it looks like perhaps some uh, hillbilly has him uh, locked up in his lab, perhaps, because in the Maybe. back is just a junkyard and there's an old truck in the back. You look yeah. out through the window, and there are the bars to the window. Bars. There's there are, no glass on the window. Yeah, it's so maybe they are in a jail. Bars. I'm not. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what's going on, but uh, yeah. So they go fix up this truck. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, we'll just fix this up, and um, Brain starts hitching it up without putting, uh, without loosening the tires first, which you're supposed to do that before you jack it up. And Pinky points this out to him. He's reading the book, and, and Pinky, Brain's like, "There's no time for that. That's just silly safety." And then the whole truck falls on him. Ooh. So you know. If you're going to change your tire, make sure you loosen the nuts first, kids. That's it. Uh, <laughs> and then, surprisingly, short time later, it's all fixed up, and now it's a different color even. It looks like an, a real monster truck, even though before it looked red. Well, like they, they painted it. They got it, you know, they spent oh, another day painting. Oh, yeah. and by the way, you can see in that shot the the Acme Labs from behind with the bars and the windows and it it has like smokestacks of I don't know what yeah, is going on with this pink places. Acme Labs does look weird. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's a very different Acme Labs. Yeah. Is uh so uh Brain will be the driver. He's made the special seat so he can sit up right to the wheel and uh Pinky will be controlling the uh pedals so he'll be stopping and going. Whenever Pinky whenever Brain says go, he'll go. Whenever he says stop, he'll stop. But problem is brain keeps saying things that either have go in the sentence or sound like go and says stop you know and then so he keeps uh slamming on the brakes and slamming on the pedal and uh finally they get there even though brain's been flying across the whole thing it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty good bit by the way this is a little the, funny the, bit. it's a stop go stop go you know and he's slamming <laughs> into the windshield and, and uh you know it does have a you know a very kinetic feel to it Despite yeah. it just being some drawings, it reminded me a lot of the uh, moment in Wacko's Wish, where you know the brain is telling you know Pinky mm-hmm. to just stop it, you know all that stuff, and they just stop pedaling and they would fall and, and don't listen to anything I say. Yeah, he's like, oh okay, yeah. So a, a lot like that bit, uh, but different enough that I was like, oh, okay, that's that's cute. So they finally get to the uh, Acme Speedway, which is where the monster truck will be. And then the guy's like, hey, I don't have you as contestants. Are you new entries? And then he's like, actually, we're going to relabrize and take over the world. And he's like, very funny. Go on through. So, you know, no one ever cares. No one cares. (laughs) Um, So they make it in and then they meet the other contestants. And one of them is named Sebulba, I think, because he is mean and he likes (laughs) to tamper with other people's machines before they race. Um, doesn't so look like Sebulba. No, he definitely he acts like him. Uh, <laughs> this is a Star Wars reference. If people are wondering, yeah. I'm sure, there's someone out there who's like, what? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he's going around and he starts like 
messing up everyone's things. And then he's about to do the same with uh, Pinky and the brains. But he, he looks inside and Pinky's covered in goo and stuff. And Brain's trying to clean him up. And he's like, oh, it looks like you have trouble enough as it is. Uh, good luck. You're going to need it, losers. You know, kind of stuff like that. And he's not very nice at all. Um, so the race starts. And what they have to do is they climb over like 35 cars or something. The fastest and the person that gets to the end wins. Uh, so the, uh, Pinky starts going, and he's going too fast. His pedal is stuck because, you know, he's been eating all this cotton candy and things that, that he got from the monster truck rally. And, uh, he, you know, they can't stop. But luckily, Brain is actually smart in this or something. He's like, oh, I can use my intelligence to stay on course, which is fun. And... Uh, <laughs> He, he manages not to uh, die, even though they're, like, flopping over, you know, they're bouncing upside down and everything. But they're staying on the same path that they should be. Um, but, you know, it looks like they're going to win. But then the uh, the bad guy, Sebulba or whatever, uses his uh, flames, just like Sebulba. I don't Does he have flames? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Sebulba has both? flame jets, yes. Okay. I was like that. I know, I know he did. I don't in think the, he. Uh, yeah, he did. Video game. He mentioned. They mentioned. Okay. Star Wars discussion sidebar. <laughs> Anakin mentions Sebulba's flame jets in episode oh, yeah. one, but you do not see them unless you play the video game, in which case, yes, you can turn on Sebulba's flame jets and it, they're a lot of fun they, to use. They don't really do much of anything in the video game. But they're I cool. Remember. They're, remember they're fun to use. They're fun to use. I think if you're really good, you can maybe set someone's engine on fire, but yeah, you, like, you have to be neck and neck with them for so long. Yeah. Anyways, this is a fun game. Uh <laughs> So they end up tying because the other guy uses nitro jets. I guess it's more like Fast and the Furious. They use those yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. But um, so they tie and there's going to be a sudden death match um, where it's basically King of the Hill. Whoever can get to the top of this mountain of cars first wins. Um, but Sepulba, being himself again, has punctured their tires and let all the air out. Um, so before they can race, they have to put some more air in. And so Brain tells Pinky to do that. Pinky goes off and gets a, it turns out to be a helium tank um, and fills that up with the, fills the tires with that. And so they're racing up and, you know, Pinky and the Brain aren't having any issues going up this hill. They're just kind of flying up, you know, it's simple. And the other guy, you know, can't get there and he uh, falls down and it crashes to the bottom. And, you know, that was a lot of helium. Yeah, it must have been, because uh, they're still floating up past the top, so they have to jump out of the, the monster truck as it's raising in the air. Um, so that was close. And then they got first prize, so they're getting a trophy, and they're right up next to the laser, so Brain's able to hook up his... Uh, it's like a pager, I guess. I don't know what... And so the laser machine, yeah. yeah. He, has, he puts and... his little machine to the laser machine. Everything's going great. Yeah, and Pinky's asking, hey, what ha- what do you think's going to happen to our monster truck? And it's like, oh, well, after a time, the healing will dissipate, and eventually the truck will... And then the next panel says fall, and it's crashed on them already. So it it had a lot of healing, but it lost a lot of helium really quickly somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that was possible. Maybe but- there was, like, holes in the... T- there was, you know, he let air out of the tires. Maybe the, the holes came back. And it looks like they... His laser wasn't able to finish transmitting to his nope. Swiss bank account because uh, he says, oh, no. And then it's all cracked and broken. And, you know, uh, 
then back at the lab, they, uh, I, I don't know if this is the same day. I, you know, well, how did you feel about this? Cause it didn't make sense to me. I guess it could be. It was, it was later, just later. They were watching well, the highlights. Um, they, they were watching, I guess maybe it had to be the next day. Cause monster truck, monster truck shows are usually in the evening, right? Perhaps. And so they're watching the next day, the highlights of the monster truck and they show the brain in pain yeah so it's yeah so it, like pinky says like oh look they're showing highlights from us and he's like sorry turn that off pinky i've got to get ready for tomorrow night but then you know on the tv he's saying i'm tomorrow night i'm gonna take over the world so i'm like is he not doing what he's oh that's why you didn't know what that's why i was wondering i was like it's it, tomorrow it's tomorrow day. well you know you know try to take but, over the world by planning for it for the next day you know it's, yeah it could be uh a week later perhaps I don't and know. also he was crushed by a vehicle just a second he ago needed so a day or two to re- you know, he, recoup and he wasn't in his you know right facilities to know what he needed or what yeah, you know. exactly <laughs> but all in all it was a much better uh comic than the first one that we happened to see so even mm-hmm. though i'm not a fan of monster trucks i did like this comic story uh, Nathan, I didn't see any uh, really references to, to anything, just uh, some cool stuff. Uh, were there any particular parts that uh, you really liked? I, I, for one, liked the fact that Pinky was most interested in getting sticky, uh, you know, things to eat at the mm-hmm. uh, at the place. That was that was cute because it all played a part into the plot. Yeah, I got sticky stuff all over the bad guy's hands, which was funny. Um, I guess there's a reference to Bugs Bunny. If you don't know who Bugs Bunny is. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to look for any references to anything. Yeah, but. just anything. They mentioned Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> but but all in all, it's a good story. I mean, it's 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 good art. It, uh, it felt mm-hmm. like, okay, I could see this becoming a real cartoon for the actual yeah. series. And it's like actually a good idea. Like it's a, it's an idea that makes sense. Like I like that. I like the idea of taking over the world that Brain has. Yeah, it's a fun with actual lasers and and things like that. It's this is all uh, this is how people really take over the world and the darn one percent. Oh yeah. Yoy. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. What do you think, Nathan? Out of five water towers, how many would you give this comic book? Um, hmm. I'll you know I'll just say three. I guess you know it was a pretty good Pinky the Brain, and you know I'm not a huge fan of wrestling, but maybe if someone was a big fan of wrestling, they might like this more. I don't know. So three water towers. All right. Well, I know last week I talked about how you're you know more mathematical with these ratings, and I'm more uh, emotional uh but in this case i'm going to be totally mathematical i did not like the first story at all i wish i never read it it was not a funny story (laughs) at all it wasn't funny and i don't care if it's about wrestling i don't care i just want it to be funny and instead it just went on forever and it every panel just wasn't funny it was a lot of stupid slapstick and not a lot of verbal wit so yeah I'm going to say no stars for the first section. Five. I'm going to go ahead and why not give the second one five just out of mercy. And so that averages to two and a half for the entire comic. Two and a half for me. 
Uh, if you check it out, just skip the first part unless you like wrestling and kiss, and in which case, maybe you'll like the first half. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, let's go to get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people reach you online? Oh, Joey, I'm on Twitter. DjangoFT, that's me. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And of course, uh, we're part of the RetroZap Podcast Network. You, sh- you should subscribe to the RetroZap Podcast links on your favorite podcast player, whatever that happens to be. You can subscribe to that and you can listen to every RetroZap Podcast, including this one right here. And after you do that, hey, why not stop on over to the RetroZap Discord group by going to discord.animanicast.com and that'll give you the welcome link so you can join the fun over there and talk to all the different podcasts from the RetroZap network. So whether you want to talk about Star Wars or you want to talk about, oh, uh, superheroes or video games or action figures or more Star Wars, it's all over there. Uh, or of course Animaniacs and cartoons it's all over there at the RetroZap Discord server so join us won't you well that'll do it for today's episode so for Nathan and Kelly who will be back with us next week with a Tiny Toons episode this is Joey saying good night everybody good night everybody This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated.